All right, welcome to Kitchen Open Late, the podcast from the back of the house. I'm Chef Rusty. And I'm Chef Quadley. So last week we uh, we gave you all a little insight mm-hmm. into... Uh, Our lingo? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, kitchen dialogue, why not? Jerking? Yeah. Uh, slang? There we go. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing I missed. Uh, when you got to frill something up a little bit... Johnny used to be good for that. Frilling it up? Yeah. Uh, you gotta make it look fancier than right. it really is. Yeah. I think I would call it like making it foo-foo. Yeah. Or... I, I, sorry. The real term that I use is gay it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. for real. Yeah, I mean. And I'm gonna get canceled, but like or fag it up a little bit. Fag it up, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not, I don't mean that clearly in a negative way. I'm just making it look pretty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, you know, we grew up. In the restaurant industry, more right. or less. I definitely did. Yes. Uh, and so, and we were born in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So, it was a different time. Truly. So, you know, when I'm 16, mm-hmm. you know, in the fucking, in 2006, I mean, yeah. geez, it's 2006, it was almost 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. which is freaky to me, but, yeah, uh, yeah, 20 years is a little bit of a time gap. Yeah, it's a whole generation. In terms of things that are suddenly different. Yes. Uh, so, and also, you're dealing with a bunch of, like, ex-cons. <laughs> right. And crazy motherfuckers, and, you know, just all that to- toxic male That's, energy yeah, back there, you know? I was going to say, that was, when that was pretty rampant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta outdo each other and shit mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. fag it up is the term. Yeah. Uh, you know... Fill it up, poop it up. Yeah. Pretty it up. Pretty it up, pretty it up mm-hmm. is said a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, meant to make something look very pretty. Yes. Which is not inherent, like a fruit tray. Yeah. Fruit it up, I always say a lot too. Right. Not because of anything, not like I'm calling you know anybody a fruit. It's no. Because we deal with fruit trays so much. Right. Because fruit does not look good when you cut it up. Right. So you got to put in a lot of effort. Yeah, to color make that shit. Yeah, coordination, like shapes and shit like yep. that. Making uh, like fanning out uh, strawberries and shit. Oh yeah. When Angel made those, uh, what was it? Oh, carrot, carrot butterflies. Yeah, carrot butterfly. That shit was cool as hell, bro. I ain't got no patience for anything <laughs> like that. Man. <laughs> no. When I was uh, when I had that sales represent rep job for Cutco. Yeah. We one of our things was we would take our our cutting scissors, like our chicken scissors, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And we would do, like, at the end of the presentation, I would take a penny yep. and cut a flower out of it. Sure. That was cool. That is that cool. That was super cool. And I, I mean, it, it makes it feel fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just want to, like, make things a little fancy, put a little, little decor on it, a little, you know, little pinch of spice on the edges of a plate. Right. Really, like... Makes things pop sometimes. Yeah, it's like you know, a little uh, a little plate decoration goes a long way. That's what I was looking for. Uh, you know, just a little paprika on the side of the plate yeah. can all of a sudden make a difference. I yeah. mean, shit, the blackened salmon that I have at the at the bar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, still do the line. Yeah, that yeah. still looks good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I still think that's a relatively good plate design. Basically, each like if there's four corners, two of them diagonal mm-hmm. from each other, both get a little bit of like Cajun seasoning on them, yeah. and then you just draw a line across with the Cajun seasoning, mm-hmm. and you face the fish, facing the non-dusted corners. Right. So yeah. it's basically like an X. Yep. Uh, I, I just think it looks, you know, just brings a white plate up a little bit. Yeah. Just adds a little something to it. Uh, Sean was 
uh, doing that with the meatloaf a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was making some plates look real good, and I tried, and I was like, "Well, that just looks like I I accidentally dumped a bunch of seasonings on the plate." Oh, I mean, the the problem with anything is when you try too hard, yeah. you're not going to be able to do it. No, uh, which really, in my opinion, sums up the entire point of the discussion today. Hmm. What makes a restaurant successful, yeah. in our opinion? Right. Now, look, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't own a restaurant. I don't own a restaurant. I don't have the means to own a restaurant. I don't know anybody with the capital to invest in me mm. owning a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, no one that would. But that's what I'm saying. someone that has the... I know a lot of people who would, like, who have the money to invest right. in a restaurant, but I know with certainty I'd have to go into that arrangement like, yo, I'm going to be here fucking seven days a week, mm-hmm. fucking 90 hours a week. This is how much you're going to be making off the top. Yeah. This, that, and the other. Like, all of the margins, all of the food costs, all of everything. Right. And then, I mean, fuck it. Wait till COVID-2 comes out. Right. And then everything gets shut down. Yep. I'm not in the mood to deal with those consequences. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think in the in the world today, brick-and-mortar establishments in general are going to go away. Whether they're retail, restaurant, whatever, man. Like, I'll, I'll put it this way. Go rent a movie. Right. Tonight. Exactly. Not on Netflix, not from Redbox. Go to a store, a video store, rent a movie. I was going to say, there's still Red... I guess there are still Redboxes around. Well, it's because nobody's uninstalling that shit. <laughs> fair. That's fair, yeah. yeah. And I mean, fuck, man. Like, what? One copy of every movie in there is fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's so sad. I miss Video Hits Plus and Blockbuster so much. Oh, my God. Family video, too? Yeah. I Here's what I miss. I miss going in... And learning what my li- my night was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to see what movies they have to, to rent. And I'm going to pick a movie. Right. It's either going to be one I've watched or one I haven't watched or I've been curious about it. Oh, shit, that exists. Right. I'm going to pick that movie and we're going to go get like a fucking... Because always right next door to a fucking Domino's. <laughs> right. Or something. Or something. Something very place, quick yeah. that uh-huh. you can just easily grab something. Mm-hmm. It's like it's going to have a fucking it's night. A movie night. Yeah. yeah. Usually, my family would do, we would do three movies. It would be, like, the kids would pick two, and they would pick one weird one. Mm-hmm. Like, something we no one's seen, or yep. never heard of, or something like that. <coughs> my dad and I used to do uh, horror movie nights. Mm-hmm. Um, just go pick a random horror movie, and say, fuck yeah. it, let's watch it. Let's right? see what this is all about. Nice little B-grade horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's like you find some gems, bro. Absolutely. Yep. So I found Hellraiser. Really? Yeah. Nice. I remember I saw the cover, and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Wherever this is, I want to know about it. Yeah. Um, and then when we went up to my cabin, because we didn't have cable or anything up there. Right. And this is back before smartphones existed. <laughs> uh, so we go to the st- we go to the video store. We rent three movies. Two of them were just you know movies. My dad got to pick one. My mom got to pick one. I got to pick one. Right. Basically, so there are three. One for me in the morning to just entertain myself, and then one is for us to watch as a family, and the other one is the next night we'll watch as a family, or something mm-hmm. like that. Something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I saw a lot of good movies that way. Mm-hmm. And so I miss... I don't like that I have to go to Netflix or Hulu or whatever and know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Because I don't. Right. And I feel like that relates very well to a dining experience. Mm-hmm. Because I always know what I'm looking for. Mm. Customers don't always know what they're looking for. No. I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, people don't come here for a lot of options. If they're right. asking you for a recommendation, they want to be told what to get. Yes. And they want you to be confident in your answer. Yes. It will not take much to convince them, hey, you should get this. Right. 
Oh, this is the shit. You should totally go with that. That's the most popular thing. Fucking lie. Lie your ass off. <laughs> yeah, lie. I'm terrible at it. I'm so bad at lying. I, at, at least, I need some context and some comfortability with these people. Here's the thing. I don't lie, mm-hmm. but I do tell versions of the truth. Right. And that, I know what that sounds like. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. If I'm recommending something to somebody, mm-hmm. is it my... If I say, hey, you should give this, it's the shit. Mm-hmm. Is it my absolute favorite thing that I would always recommend to every customer? No. No. But... Do I believe in what I'm saying? And is what I'm saying the truth? Yes, as far as I'm concerned. I will absolutely tell you. There's something even on my menu that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I will tell you not to get it. Right. I will tell you never order it. Yeah. I will waste everything <laughs> if it means you're going to have a better time. Yeah. Which is one of the two pillars of my belief system in what makes a restaurant successful. Yeah, what, the question I don't like is, what do you like to make? Because yeah. for me, that's like, what do I like to make you, or what do I like to make myself? Because those are two completely different things. They're not even in the same <coughs> country. They're right. not even on the same planet. <laughs> what I want to make versus what the menu has options for right. are just very different things. Yeah, like, what do I want to make you? Honestly, I want to throw some wings in the fryer. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want to make any of this. Honestly, stuff. I want to make you leave this building and right. go order something somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere else, right. <laughs> I remember that one time somebody asked me when I was working at a place and I was serving, uh, they asked for a burger recommendation. Right. And you uh, said, yeah, the, place on, else. the place on the street is fucking great. <laughs> I recommend them highly. Our burgers right. suck I ass. I don't recommend our burgers. That's why I'm not a good server because I'm right. not going to lie and uh, say our burgers are good. Mm-hmm. They're fucking horseshit. I mean, I will, I will definitely tell people like our burgers, one of our, you know, our top selling items. Yeah, as it is. Oh, I'm happy it's, to hear that. Yeah, but I'm still doing well. It's still one of the top selling items. Um, Turns out, old Chef Frosty is not such a dumbass when it comes to putting shit on a menu. Right. Um, like people really like the chicken pita. Like there's this, that, and the other. Like, what are you looking for? Right. Mm-hmm. Give me. Give me something, and I'll give you something in return. Yes, exactly. But the two pillars of my belief system in terms of what makes a successful restaurant is, number one, most important thing, it should feel like you're walking into a a party that nobody knows you, nobody knew you existed, nobody could have invited you, and you had no idea what was going on. Mm. But everyone's really happy you showed up, and you're going to have a great time. Yes. That's how it should feel walking into your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be a fancy party. It could be a game day party. It could be just a group of people hanging out. It could be a party at a bar. It could be any number of things, but it's just got to feel like, ah, shit, we're going to have some fun here. This this is going to be great. And there's nothing worse than walking into a restaurant and just like, ah, nobody wants me to be here. Yeah. Not one of these people wants me to be here. Like, I just don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you, you know, if you got good front of house, who can make people feel welcome and just like they're talking to a friend of theirs. I mean, that's really the key to being a good server, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Is just convince people that you're their friend and you've got their best interest in mind. Yeah, that's why What's Her Name is so good at her job. Oh my God. So good at her job. I don't understand how <laughs> she does it. No. I really don't. Because when she's not at work, she's the most socially awkward person I've ever met. <laughs> Right. She's not good at yeah. meeting people. She's no. not good at interacting. But like you, you make her a server. Mm-hmm. God damn, she can she can sell ice to Eskimos. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Right. Like for real, for real. Like she could she could sell Jesus to a priest. She's she's very good. She's very, very talented. 
Um, and that's the one you go to when you need to push stuff. Exactly, because she will. Yeah, she'll sell you out of it. No yeah. problem. And I don't. No, I don't understand. I almost want to just be like, can I follow you for a fucking <laughs> one shift, a busy you. shift? Yeah. I want to know what that shit looks like because you never lose your cool. You always, but then again, you don't have that pressure mm-hmm. of. It's, not, it's just not the same as the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, servers tend to always get what they want. Uh, the kitchen has to get by with what they have. True, for the most part. True. Which brings me to my second pillar of what makes a good restaurant: do one thing. The best. Right. Do it absolutely better than everybody else. Don't overcomplicate it. Understand your limitations. And if you can't provide customers with the best experience with us with, with limitations, then providing them with a subpar experience but no limitations is not a better option. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is if you have a menu that's trying to cover every base, you know, I want a pizza, I want a burger, I want wings, I want fucking fettuccine alfredo, right. all this shit, fucking 50 items, and none of them are related to each other, and they all require different preparations and different things, yeah. how good are you with that shit? Yeah. How good are, are you the best Italian place? Are you the best pizza place? Nobody's coming to you if you're not the best. If, if you have the best atmosphere, that's handy, yeah, that's and handy. that's certainly good. And there's nothing wrong with that being an aspect of it, but you have to do everything the best. Right. Like, you can go to a place, like, I really like this place, it's cool, but I don't necessarily want to eat here. Right. Like, I let's get some food before we go, and then we can, like, end our night there. Yeah. Sure. Or, like, we'll go here for, like, a couple of drinks, whatever, meet up, and then let's go somewhere else. Listen, man, some of the best places I've ever frequented have not been high-end places. They've mm-hmm. been little fucking shitty watering holes that are open late. Yes. Like, yeah. fucking Pappy's back in Kalamazoo. Uh, Anything good about Pappy's? No. I mean, the food's fine. The drinks are fine. Yeah. But the whole package is what brings you there. Mm. And the fact it was open late was right. nice. But still, nobody had a bad time there. Right. So, doing picking one thing and being like, you want to be the place that people bring to mind when somebody says, hey, I want to go get X. Right. I want to go get burgers tonight. Oh, fuck. I got the place for you. Right. I can bring five places to mind nearby. I would recommend for burgers. Mm. Those places do burgers very well. Right. And that's pretty much all they do. I've got one in mind that I want to bring up that I hate, but I, I won't. Uh, Epic Burger. <laughs> I already know it. <laughs> all right, well, you said it, not me. Bro, straight up, their burgers are horseshit. I don't give a fuck. So mad. If you're going to be a place called Epic Burger... There needs to be something epic about that burger. It's either got to be huge, insanely right. good, or mm. fucking cheap. cheap. I don't care. Something. There was nothing epic. Nothing. They epic barely epic. have meat on that fucking burger. Right. Right. Because we do food swaps with them all the time. And I, everyone is disappointed. Every Free ass food. They're like, God damn it, this sucks. <laughs> Can we get this from somewhere else? You know, one of the cooks the other day, he took three patties off of a bunch of burgers. Nobody wanted them. Right. So he was like, fuck it. So he took three patties and a chicken breast and uh, made it into a sandwich. That's fair. He's like, finally, there's some yeah, fucking meat on here. On there, yeah. I expected it to be just like a fat... Just a fat old piece of meat. Just a fat old meat patty. And no. No. Like, they were smash burgers. Like, don't. Like, they're not... No. Look, here's the thing, man. We're talking about restaurants that are successful. Epic Burger's been around for a minute. So clearly they're doing something. I mean, they're working with a lot of averages. We are a burger place. Yes. We are parked in a spot that doesn't really have a lot of burger places. Sure. If someone wants a burger, they can come here. Mm. It'll be just generic enough for generic normal people 
to feel like they got a burger. Yes. That's really all they're working with. Yeah, I guess so. I need the rough flavors of a burger in my mouth soon. Epic Burger. There we go. Okay, good enough. And without Burger King and McDonald's around, yes. That's yeah. the place to go to. I would much rather go to McDonald's or Burger King. I'd rather have the burger we have at the bar. Yeah. You know? Yes. Uh, I made that burger specifically to be my favorite burger. That's fair. So, yeah, that's my favorite burger. <laughs> oh, okay, so down the street from Epic Burger is a place called Edzo's. Mm-hmm. They do good burgers. They do smash burgers. Yeah. They do the whole animal style thing or whatever. Like, it's like Thousand Island on it. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Uh, their burgers are good. They're not located too terribly far away from Epic Burger. Right. So, it's an interesting comparison because you basically have two competing identical places. Right. One is clearly, well, I'm... I would recommend it. I'm naming them both yes. because it's important to this discussion. Right. One, I would recommend. Edzo's in yes. Evanston is excellent. Yes. One, I would recommend avoiding. Yes. <laughs> Epic <laughs> Burger in Evanston. It sucks ass. Uh, I definitely would recommend avoiding that. And so they're an interesting collection Yes. to discuss, okay, what's making this work and what's not making this work. Like, I was so disappointed in the burger, I have not gone back to try anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a clear distinction to make. I mean, again, when when Johnny came to visit us, mm. right? He wants some food. We had lists of places yeah. that are the best for these things. Mm-hmm. You want to be on that list. Yes. You want to be in that discussion. Mm-hmm. And not in like a, oh, the only person I can go here way. Right. You want to be like, oh, shit, we need to fucking, like Chicken Hut. Mm-hmm. If someone said yeah, I, good. if someone said I want some grilled chicken, I'm taking them to Chicken Hut. Right. Speaking of which, how'd you enjoy that after it sat around for a minute? Um, since it wasn't uh, like wrapped well or whatever, like outside got kind of dry. But like I threw it in, I nuked it, mm-hmm. and then the inside still to kind of fall apart. And yeah, it's still nice. I don't. It, it's it's good chicken. It's just it's good, good chicken. chicken. And yeah. again, we're gonna have a different perspective because we're back of house. Right. Right. Food's gonna matter to us. Yeah. In a restaurant setting. But that being said, sometimes I just want to go out and have a good time. Here's a question: Why the fuck don't more places just sell Slurpees? Like, you go into a place, you can order a margarita. Right. But that shit's typically already mixed with alcohol. Right. Let me order a fucking slushie. Right. Most restaurants, come on. Yeah. Why don't you jump in? If you already have that shit, if you already have, like, a slushie machine to make margaritas, mm-hmm. bro, give me the option. I will happily have a Slurpee. I'll take that over the option for a fountain drink. Yes. If I could get a weird Slurpee? Yeah. I mean, that will sell the kids, obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I don't know why that's <laughs> not a thing. Why not? Whoever wants to take that idea, fucking help yourself. Right. All of these ideas, for the most part, are free. I don't care. If someone wants to invest in them, just remember where you got it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was at a place the other day. Mm-hmm. And that's great for non-drinkers you know, drinkers like yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll talk about why I don't drink at a later episode, but I don't drink. So, if all you've got is some drinks and some subpar food mm-hmm. and nothing entertaining, mm-hmm. I ain't going. No. That's boring as shit. Right. Now... Reverse that. You got some video games, some pool, some good atmosphere, good music, some places to walk around, just kind of chill, right. some good-ass food, mm-hmm. some good non-alcoholic drinks, maybe some craft sodas or something like that. Right, right. Servers who are willing to just fucking, like, participate in your day. Mm-hmm. You know, a, clearly a kitchen staff good enough to make the food consistently well, good. Yeah. 
All of those things together, fuck, I'm a happy man. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I will become annoying without happy ending with that place. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I know I don't drink, but my drinking friends, here goes a bar that we can all go to. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm down to do this. That sounds fucking chill as fuck. I'm right. super down. Like, flubbing up chubs here in Chicago, where we got hot dogs. Yeah. Where I did my, my video about Chicago-style hot dogs. Yeah, they know ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of which, have you ever wondered why there's why you don't put ketchup on a Chicago dog? Yeah. Let's taste it. Check it out. I answered that question exactly. Yeah, that place is awesome. No, it's super, man. Like, mm-hmm. again, they're not doing that much shit. No. Like, got burgers and hot dogs, right. some fries, yeah. maybe some apps. Mm-hmm. Great. Here, here goes another good example, I think. Dairy Queen. Yeah. Dairy Queen does ice cream right. Mm-hmm. You know what they don't do right? Burgers and shit. Yep. <laughs> they don't. They try, but at least they have the thing they do do right. Right. And that's what brings you there. And you might try a burger or something. Yo, man, if you got one bullshit little burger on your ice cream menu, right. whatever. Whatever. Because you're not going with 19 different things. Yeah, exactly. Not, an ice cream and, some sh- and a shitty burger, mm-hmm. like if you got like a fucking blizzard and just some bullshit hot dog, right. that's fine for that's what fine. you need. Right. Like, all I right. want, I, I need, I want some ice cream. I'm coming here for ice cream. Oh, I see you have some other stuff. Yeah. I could use a bite to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just good enough. Right. It's like going to fucking 7-Eleven and grabbing something real quick. It wasn't. No. <laughs> it wasn't. No. <laughs> I've tried it twice, maybe three times. Well, that's tricky. We had the root beer stand right across the right, street. Right, exactly, yeah. Which There's is, no is comparing to apples to garbage, basically. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite. Um, <laughs> but like, we, you and I, yeah, we've been around a lot of places. Mm-hmm. We've been places that are open still. We've been open, we've been at places that are no longer open, and we've helped open places. Yes. And we've been in charge at different places, all across, we've seen a spectrum. Yeah, I've worked in fast food-esque places, Mm -hmm. as have you. We've worked in private dining, Mm -hmm. we've worked in local bars, Mm -hmm. I've worked in chains, I've worked in big companies, I've worked across the board. Right. I've got my Cedar Point experience. Yeah. Right. You know, so we've been through it, you start to see (laughs) certain commonalities Mm -hmm. in what works. Um... And, you know, same with the caper, man. Like, his menus are never big and crazy. You know, it's all going to be dependent on the place. Yes. So, if you have a formal dining place, yeah, a steak and a burger and fucking whatever, you know, a pork tenderloin or something. Yeah. A little variety in that, and that makes sense. That's all you're there for. Right. But you're not throwing, like, a hard shell taco out there. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so one of the places I worked at before, known for their burgers, mm-hmm. is starting to, like, experiment with hot dogs and burgers. And here's, here's what's a warning sign for me. If you have a concept, and then you start really venturing out of that concept, and you, it, if you start trying things, and you, you, you're trying to catch on to what's popular, right. or you're trying just to see what works... People can smell that shit a mile away. Right. They under, like, that's when it's like, okay, well, you know, you guys used to be a burger joint. Now you're all about tacos. Right, exactly. Okay. You start, uh, like, trading out what was kind of popular for right. things that you're trying to make the most popular. And is any, trendy. Right. Yeah. And is anything that's trendy or that you're doing right now to try things, are any of those things the best? Right. Like, are you doing them, like, at least like, differently or right. uniquely? Like, one place I worked at had a fucking tuna poke bowl. Tuna poke bowl? Like a... a, a tuna rice and... Yeah, kind yeah. of, more or less. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that extreme. Right. 
It was just, they wanted to have something on the menu because it was popular at the time. Gotcha. Like, poke bowls were becoming a big thing. You can right. see them all over the place now. Mm-hmm. It's like wraps in the 90s or yeah. fucking smoothies yeah. in the early 2000s or whatever. Um, they seem healthy. They're popular. They're all over the place. Speaking of smoothies, I can't remember what that one place that we uh, stopped at and got smoothies that one day. Tropical, or like Smoothie King, that was it. Smoothie King, yeah. yes. Talk about a place to recommend for smoothies, bro. Bro, yeah. Great, great smoothies. Those smoothies were so good. Which one did you have? Like chocolate, banana, peanut butter cup. Peanut butter cup? Yes. Peanut butter and banana. Yeah. Perfectly. Oh, Tastes God. perfectly like it. It was the best <laughs> peanut butter cup smoothie I've ever had. Ever. 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 <laughs> By Consistency and everything. And that just was a result of us just digging around one yeah, day. Exactly. We were going back home to visit our families. Yeah. But we stopped because here's the thing. When I travel, if I'm going to go somewhere and travel there, if it takes three hours to get there, traveling is going to be a whole day. Yeah. Because I want to be open to the opportunity of what I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that makes restaurants successful. If you have a chef in your kitchen, let him... Like, fund him going out and trying things. Sure. Fund him going out and experimenting. Yeah, let him explore. Like, that's going to yield good results. Mm. If you if you say, here are the restrictions, we, I mean, obviously based on the menu, those are the restrictions. Yeah. Theoretically. Assuming you have a well-put-together menu. Mm. But if you have a well-put-together menu, and you just send your chef out, I mean, that's how I've come up with some of the best shit. The right. chicken pita. Yeah. It's because I love Lebanese food. Mm. And I wanted to replicate that as close as I could. Right, and it's doing it very well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you need that experience to draw from. And again, like all of these places we're talking about that we love are just experiences we've had. Yes. And we bring those to the table whenever we're talking about restaurant things or food or even just recommending to friends. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, shit, this place. Right. Yeah, you gotta I know go there. You like this type of food, and I just came across this place that right. sells this type of food for you. Trying to make everybody happy well, won't make anybody happy. Right, exactly. At all. I think it's it's important though. I, I liked back when we were at the club that we had features. Mm-hmm. Like that gives you a chance for one for your cooks to experiment. Yep. And for you to two maybe bring on a new menu item. Yeah. Like if it's a popular menu item and like it's you know backed by popular demand type thing. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, you can turn any loss into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you run out of something, you can bring the person back. You just have to make sure the rest of the pieces of their experience are good enough to bring them back in the first place. Right. Oh, shit, we ran out of this. It was a vendor issue. You know, we'll, we'll have it back tomorrow if you want to come back tomorrow. But we always have it. If you call ahead, we'll make sure we have some for you. Right. But in the meantime, how about this? Right. If you're looking for that, oh, you should try this. There goes a close second. Right. Yeah. And if, if, if everything's good, they'll, across the board, they'll come back and they'll try that thing. Right. It's, you're not losing the customer because you didn't have that option that one time. Right. Or features. Hey, we came here this one time, we got this walleye. Yeah. Oh, shit, that was just a feature. But we can add it. Do you want it back? We'll bring it back for a feature night, whatever. Yeah. In fact, we'll, you know, give, give us your email. We'll send you an email when that comes out. Yeah. We'll give you a discount coupon. Right. 20% off. Since right. Bring, like, you'll bring people back. Fuck it, man. You give them 20% off, they will spend... Much more than <laughs> Much they would have. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely exactly. every single time. <laughs> They'll give you like a 50% tip. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. Uh, the whole experience needs to be exceptional. Yes. And I, I love having features because I like to experiment. I like to play. I like to see what the new what new things I can come up with with the limitations of the things we have in-house already. Mm-hmm. 
And, I mean, you never know. Sometimes that shit just works. Yeah. And, you know, having a feature night that people can look forward to is just another marketing strategy. True. To bring people back. Hey, every, whatever, especially if you have people who know the cooks. Yeah. One of them, at least. Or a handful of them, or whatever, you know? The more communal it feels, Mm -hmm. the better it will be. I mean, and granted, I've always kind of been in a establishment that tends to cater to... Creativity? Yes, um, but also, I mean, like, I, the club was high-end, mm-hmm. the bar was medium, sure. average person, I yeah. guess, um, and I've worked at some fast foodie type of places, they're, I guess, low-end, Sure. if you want to call, in terms of the uh, right. dining experience yeah. presentation, sure. I guess, sure, whatever, yeah. uh, but that being said, I don't like to walk into places and feel like I don't belong there. I don't like to walk in and feel like, ooh, I'm not dressed well enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, even a fancy place. Like, why are you catering only to rich motherfuckers? Yeah, exactly. Like, I see, I mean, there's so many, especially in Evanston, mm-hmm. which is a suburb of Chicago, mm-hmm. right fucking there. The train takes you there. The L train to get to Chicago from. Evanston restaurants are just fucking expensive and snooty. And that's the big problem in Evanston because they're running out of restaurants. People, places are shutting left and right. Right. And it's like, yo, okay, straight up, if you are a rich person and you're a 45-minute drive or less from Chicago, you're going to Chicago to eat. Yeah, exactly. You're not competing with the fucking best restaurant. One of the, one of the biggest cities in the, the country, mm-hmm. some of the best restaurants in the world, yep. you're not competing with that. Sorry. No. Unless you're the shit, you're not competing with that. But Evanston's got colleges, it's got high schools, it's got fucking local people. It's got us. Yeah. People like us. You know, you just want to fucking grab some shit and just be comfortable. That's who you should be more or less catering your experience to. I mean, you got to look at the demographics and you got to look at what's missing. Yes. If there's fucking 9,000 ramen places, you don't need to open another ramen place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's no Italian places, you can open an Italian place. But you got to be good at that shit. Right. If you're going to be the only one, then you want to be the best. You, you have to, to be, be the best. best. Yeah, exactly. You're the only option. You don't want to be an Italian place that also sells ramen just because ramen is popular. Right. Yeah, I mean, you got to... I'll put it this way. If you're the only Italian place in the city and people are like, I'm really craving Italian and you're not the immediate solution to that problem, you're You're doing doing something wrong. wrong. (laughs) You're doing something wrong for sure. That needs to be the, you need to be the place. Mm -hmm. You need to be the one. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to keep a restaurant clean. It's not hard to keep fucking shit feeling nice. It can feel homey and divey without being a total shithole. And the food doesn't have to be greasy fucking you know, slinging hash out the kitchen, it right. can be good food, just the best version of this thing. Yeah. What is the best chicken wing? What is the best burger? What is the best nachos? Yeah. Can you make that? Then you shouldn't be serving nachos and burgers and fucking all that <laughs> yeah. shit if you can't all make the best shit, version. Yeah. Now, that being said, you have to weigh the best version against the staff you have. Yes. You can't... You can't have a, a super labor-intensive menu with fucking two people yeah. working 12 hours every day. No. It's just not going to work. Nobody wants to do that shit. So you have to figure out, okay, here's what the staff I have. Here are all of their capabilities. Now with that knowledge, we're going to create what we can do best. If you got a motherfucker who's the best pizza maker in the city, have him make your ass pizza. Right. That's it. 
Let him do his thing. Just fucking let him enjoy his work. And <laughs> it's you know, it's not hard to figure out what people need. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you just gotta ask. Yeah. You know, you ask around. Hey, you know, what do you think's missing here? You probably you know, if you if you get the same answer ten times out of fifteen, okay, well there's your answer. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. I think another important pillar is um, staff morale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we were talking about, like being family. Yep. Like you, you want it to actually feel like a family. Yeah. So everyone's helping each other out. Like we're not all just like pissy and being passive aggressive and all that stuff. Like we want to be there, and there, that will give you a better productivity. There will always be tension between the front and house and back house. Of course, we're just different. Yeah. We're just different. Trying to bridge that gap as much as possible in whatever way is necessary is good. Hmm. We've always, I mean, you and I have worked together a long time. Yes. Uh, I can think of nights where it's like, oh, we got these two servers, and we're like, oh, great. It's going to be a good night. <laughs> right. Versus, yeah, oh, shit, we got this server and this bartender. Yeah, it's like, all right. Uh, <laughs> tonight's going to suck. Okay. I'm just real not in the mood for this. God damn it. Nope. I will only be going out there to get drinks from every now and then. And like, I'm not going to try to talk about the fucking servers and shit too much. No. But one thing, just fucking make people feel like you're happy to see them. A little bit. Yeah. Not fucking I'm thrilled. No. But just don't like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, don't scowl at everybody. You need something? <laughs> I'm allowed to do that because I'm in the back of the house. Yeah. I can scowl whenever a new customer comes in. And I don't always mean it. And I'll do it to their fucking face. Right, exactly. They don't... I mean, even though there's a window to us, they don't always see me. Right. (laughs) Right. I try to hide it. Yeah. I try to say shit under my breath. Right. But, I mean, they'll do it fucking right to your fucking eyeballs. Granted, I will say we do have one regular that (laughs) enjoys the abuse, so... (laughs) That's kind of a a, a one in a million dynamic. Hey, look, man, if, if... there are places out there that specialize in that. True. And if that's your thing, mm-hmm. shit. If I walk into a place, all the servers are allowed to treat me like shit, but the food is legit. Oh, yeah. And it's relatively well-priced. And at the end of it, they're just like, hey, for real, though, appreciate you coming out. Right. Great. <laughs> cool. No issue. Cool. No issue at all. Uh, no fucking problem. And honestly, you give me you give me just enough. Yeah. To fucking make me... You give me a drink. You make sure it's relatively full. I get my food in a reasonable manner, yep. and then the bill comes at the end. Yeah. That's really all I need out of an experience. Yep. Leave you alone otherwise. Yeah, if you say I'm sitting here relaxing, just let me be. Yeah. Let me be. If Especially I lean- if I'm in a conversation. Right. <laughs> or if I lean back in my chair and it looks like I have to shit, mm-hmm. definitely a bad time to come up. <laughs> right, don't start. Just give me 10 minutes. Me. <laughs> give me 10 minutes real quick because I'm tired, uh-huh. and I'm cranky, and I have to poop, and mm-hmm. I have to figure out how to get home, and I didn't plan my life well. And now I'm stuck in this restaurant. Oh, but the food was so good. Like, I understand if, like, you're walking by anyways, and you just, like, do a quick tap, like, you good? Like, yeah, I'm good. And then you just walk away. Yeah. Like, I don't need a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't need a conversation. Just do a quick check, and that's it. Yeah. Like, if you, if you, if we lock eyes from across the room, and you give me a, like, a signal of, like, do you need anything or whatever, and I don't. You know, just yeah. shake my head or whatever. Cool. Yep. I just need that much attention. Yeah. That's kind of why I miss, like, old Victorian-era dining practices where, like, your silverware on the plate meant a certain thing. Oh, okay. I like, if you lay it in a specific way, it's like, I'd right, like another yes. plate, please, another or I'm done, or, or oh, I'm taking a pause, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that. I don't know those practices. I, I wouldn't mind looking that up. I don't know them well enough to implement them in uh, any way, 
but I know they exist. That's cool. And it would have been fun to have them right. today. Right. Nonverbal, you know, yeah. communication. Just little understandings and oh. things like that. Um, like, we got no contact delivery at, like, nonverbal. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, That'd be great. Uh, I'd love that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's... It's hard to have a restaurant be successful. Yeah, it's just so Yeah, I mean, nowadays, especially, it's... it's uh, a foolish endeavor, almost, yeah, almost. to try to open a, a fucking place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you're just like really looking into like, oh, my family owned this. Yeah. Uh, unless you have got a really clear vision and you're prepared to not make money for a long time. Right. Uh, then yeah, I mean, here's the really the bottom line: going into the restaurant business to try to make money is is stupid. Right. Starting a business, period. With the sole intent of making money is a foolish errand. Mm. Here's how a business is successful. You solve a problem. What is the problem? Mm. Then you solve it for a reasonable price. I mean, I always I like American Gangster's mentality. You gotta have a product that's cheaper than the competition, yep. better than the competition. Yep. You do that and you solve a problem, you have a winning business. Yeah, exactly. If there's I mean, like in Evanston, there's nothing open past ten o'clock. At all. Right. I mean, fuck, good luck going to a 7-Eleven after fucking yeah, 10 o'clock. Yeah, we've got the one that's open. We've got the one way down the ways that's actually open 24 hours. Because <laughs> it's basically right on campus. Right. So and then has to- <laughs> we've got the other one that closes after a certain time because of issues. Right. If you know the guy, like, he lets me in at, like, you know, 2, 3, 5. Oh, he'll let me in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. He's chill as fuck. I right. serve him all so the cool. time. Yeah, he's, he's great. So cool. <laughs> oh, he comes down? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He actually gave me, uh, like, extra cash back the other day. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like, some shit didn't work. No. And so he was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, straight up? I just owe you 20 bucks now? He's like, oh, whatever. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. All right, cool. cool. Yeah. Great. I don't intend to abuse this. Right, exactly. But I appreciate you doing it once. Exactly. And that's, that's the type of service that you kind of want. You yeah. You want, a, like, a, a nice rapport with people. Yeah, I mean, you again, you want to feel comfortable. Exactly. You know, Eating is, we've, as a species, turned it into a very social activity. Right. But it still requires a level of comfort. It's yeah. like a doctor. You want a doctor with good bedside manner. Yeah, you do. You want the entire restaurant experience to have some good bedside manner. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, in Edmonton, there's nothing open after 10 o'clock. Hmm. I talk to students all the time. Like, yo, what would make you guys happy? Would you guys love having a place open at night? Mm-hmm. You just go and get some real, you know, cheap, good food. Right. And maybe some drinks or something. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds great, man. Like, it'd be so nice, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why the fuck does anybody do that? Yeah, because I've definitely heard from people a lot of times, like, this is not a college town. No. <laughs> it is not a college town at all. And trying to go to Chicago to have your <laughs> college experience, God, that's got to suck. Right. Exactly. You want that local spot. Mm-hmm. You want that hangout. It's literally a college right now. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like the heart of Evanston. Ten minute walk yeah. from most places. Right. Why the fuck is nobody open yeah. late? That makes. I know the city's got its issues. The zoning issue, you can't be open past a certain point or whatever. Sure. But, yo, uh, fuck it, how about we change that? Right, exactly. This rule does not exist forever. No. No. (laughs) Somebody made this rule. Yeah. I had this argument with somebody the other day about something I was dealing with. Yeah. Because I was dealing with a company that was just being a pain in the ass. I was like, look, I understand that you're telling me you can't deal with this because that's company policy, Mm -hmm. but some motherfucker somewhere wrote the policy. Right. So, if you can... 
write the policy, you can fucking change, change the, the policy. policy. Exactly. I mean, fuck, prohibition <laughs> happened, and we have an, an amendment that changed that shit. <laughs> right. <coughs> That's the law. Right. Why can't we change this shit? Episode is the place that um, prohibition started. Right. More or less. Right. The women's temperance movement at least started there. Yeah, and we had no alcohol. Now we're yeah, have, have plenty of bars. Yeah. Yeah. Shit can change. Yeah. So yeah, shit I mean, change. if you if you're opening a, a any business, hmm. but we're a kitchen podcast. So if you're opening a restaurant that serves food with the sole intent of this will be my money maker. Yes. You're stupid. Sure. If you're going into that without a very clear answer to a question right. that you're going to solve, you're stupid. Yeah. You're not going to be a successful, but you might. You might, but why take that risk? Mm-hmm. Why not go in with a fucking real problem that you can solve? Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, if I had the capital, I would open a place in Edmonton that was open late as shit. Yeah, exactly. That would be the sole purpose. Right. It would yeah. be like, okay, what do, you, what do you guys want and what do you guys need? Mm-hmm. I'll try to match those two together. Yep. You know, wants versus needs. Job opening. <laughs> yeah, fill this void that there, that's right. there. And there's there's a clear void. Right. I mean, any city that you're in, if you're listening to this, if you want to open a restaurant anywhere, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, fucking somewhere in Texas, whatever, man, like Florida, who cares? Middle of the fucking country. Yeah. Doesn't matter. There's a need somewhere. I guarantee it. At very least, I mean, fucking start by start with yourself. What do I want there to right. be? What do I wish there was? Yeah, what's not around that you wish was? Right. I mean, that's kind of the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I wanted a podcast that I thought was funny for cooks. Right. You know, something that cooks can relate to. So I'm creating, I'm trying to fill that void. Right. And that's the mentality anybody in the restaurant business who's trying to do their own thing should have. Yes. And fucking Blue Apron is all over the place because then somebody saw the need to fulfill yeah. that void. Right. Fucking DoorDash and home delivery and shit like that. Uber, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Just filling those voids. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a restaurant, look at the direction the world is going. We're leaning more and more toward technology and shit. Right. It's just going to be the way it is. Whoever has the idea, whoever, whoever can make it work well, to basically just have a satellite kitchen that provides you with the future of eating... Mm-hmm. Dine out at home. Yeah. Once you can figure out exactly how to do that well, effectively, and cost-effectively. That's actually really good. Thank you. (laughs) Dine out at home. Right? That's that's really good. Whoever figures that out, whoever can make that just streamlined, is going to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. They're going to fucking... I guarantee there's going to be one company that pops up. They're going to be all over the place. Bro, with like drone delivery service. Right? That's where the robots come in. Right, exactly. It's fucking got some cooks, some, sh- some shit you can mass produce. Yep. Fucking get it out real quick and it was all real good. If we could order a fucking three Michelin star meal right now for cheap to my apartment. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. If it was like 20 bucks for some good ass food. Some good ass like gourmet bullshit. And it just sent here. And if you could order, especially if you could order, like, a bottle of wine with that shit. Right. Or some cocktails. If I can get a steak and potatoes and, like, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Right. Yes. Please. Whoever can figure that out. <laughs> Please just have that shit delivered to me and still be nice and hot. Right. Oh, God, man. Can you imagine? And here in Chicago, I, I went, you know, I went to a place that kind of was that. It was, like, a little satellite shop that had, like, four or five different already established restaurants in it. Uh-huh. But it wasn't really a place. It was just like, here's a storage unit. Effectively is what it looked like. Right. 
and in there's a kitchen. And out of that kitchen comes recipes from all these different places. Right. And it's only delivery. All the time. That's it. I don't think you can order shit from there. Mm. I think you have to order through like DoorDash or something like that. Right. It reminds me of uh, the Amazon store from 40 Old Virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Like, so we're we can figure out a, a way to make that better. God damn. I mean, like, basically fusing personal chef, uh, DoorDash, mm. delivery type of stuff. And the dining experience, if you can figure out that, you're winning. You're going to win. That's the, that's the best way to be successful now in terms of I'm starting to think about the future, in my opinion. Yes. And I mean, shit, if you got ideas, send them my way. Mm -hmm. Or if you, if you want to hang out, I mean, look, like I said before, I'm broke as shit. I ain't stealing (laughs) your ideas. Right. We didn't get the capital to start that shit. Nah, but if you want to talk about it, hey, this is the place. My only issue with that, um. Like that remote, uh, like restaurant that you was talking about, is we're the type of people that like to go walk and explore places. Yeah. So I would like to be able to still order from location. Yeah, absolutely. That would still be nice. Like I don't necessarily need to eat there. Like like checkers back at home. Like it's purely like a drive-through area. They still have a walk-up window, and they I think they have like four seats out front that you can sit and eat at. Yeah. But you can still walk up there and get some food. You know what would be fun? To have like a video store experience, but for food. Imagine imagine a video store. A cross between a video store and like a grocery store. Uh-huh. And you just walk down the aisles and you've got whatever, screens or printed menus or whatever. It's yeah. just like here's here's the Italian aisle. Yeah. Here's the French aisle. Yeah. Here's the fucking British aisle. Here's the Spanish aisle. Here's the fucking Cajun aisle. Whatever. Like American. Whatever. And you just walk down and you just, you know, look at the dish. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that looks good. You know, basically you can see it still. So, it's like I said, it's either a picture or it's on a screen or something. Right. I'm picturing a screen. Yeah. Screen would make the most amount of sense. Kind of like the uh, screen coolers. Yeah. The drinks and pops and stuff. And then, fuck, all you really need is... A loyalty card, mm-hmm. swipe it. How many do you want to add to your thing? Right. Boom, boom. Okay, great. And then at the end, when you're done, just I'm finished. You can have an app or something like that. So you go through, swipe your card. Once you know, it loads up on the app. Once the app is full with what you want, you hit send. It goes to the kitchen, and then it, right. you know, 10, 15 minutes later, right it comes out as a delivery object. Uh-huh. So here you go. So it's basically just a kiosk. Yes. Where it's like a kiosk thing. You go around, you pick what you want, you come up, boop, boop. Okay, great. I'm gonna do my best to describe this place. Okay. It was back in Kalamazoo. Yep. I think it was a hibachi grill. Yep. But essentially you went there. I know what you said, a flat top type of place. It's like you go, you collect all this stuff in a bowl, you bring yeah, it to the flat to top, the and, then, yeah. and they cook it for you. Uh, I forget what it was called. It yeah, was something it was grill or something. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, okay. Those places still exist. But they went out of business mm-hmm. a lot, and here's why. They limited what you could pick. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed, like, one meat, three vegetables, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah, because you used to be able to pile on basically whatever the fuck you wanted to. I mean, you could get, they like... start limiting it. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. chunks of, like, fucking rabbit and armadillo and shit, like... <laughs> I need that one, yes. Well, like, you could get some more, like, you could get, like, duck and rabbit and shit mm-hmm. there. You know, it was relatively obscure. It wasn't just, like, here's chicken and beef and pork. Right, no. You yeah. could get more obscure things. Yeah, there was, like... Six different meat options. Yeah. You can pile on like three different meats for, you know, and a normal price. The sauces. Yes. Bro. Yes. Fucking, they had more sauce options than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I wanted to try them all. I used to combine this yeah. shit oh, out of those God. sauces. 
Those sauces were good as fuck. So good. I would give. I would give my left nut to get the recipes for all of those sauces. Mm. All Um, of them. All of them. Wow. I would give my left nut for that. That so that place. I'm gonna say CC's Pizza because I've only been there like. I like CC's Pizza and uh, Minas. That that's what I miss. Yeah. Those three places I miss the most. I mean, I know we're all like this is slowly becoming the. well, it's only becoming the Cannibal Podcast, <laughs> but it's also slowly becoming the We Love Buffets Podcast. <laughs> yes, because it, it, it does something very well and it gives me options. Yeah, I like the option. Like, I get it. I get why owners want a long menu. They want right. people to have options. Yes. Here's the thing. They already got options. Mm-hmm. They chose you. Yeah. You're the option they picked. Right. Now make them happy with their choice. Uh-huh. That's it. Mm-hmm. If people want pizza, they're getting the best pizza. Or they're getting the pizza they crave specifically. Mm-hmm. Make your pizza the pizza they crave. Right. Or if I'm coming to you for burgers, give me a bunch of different burgers. Yeah. Make it the best burger and it's giving me different options of the burger. Yeah. Make it a fun place to be. Right. And I'll be real happy. Like, so we went the, uh, to a candy shop yeah, right yeah. down the road from where I moved. We're just exploring lickety the neighborhood. Split? Lickety yes. split. God damn. <laughs> Bro, yeah. they do like fucking blizzards and ice cream yeah. and soda and like oh, crafts. So like, there's a whole wall of bizarre sodas that we're gonna have to spend so much money on, but we're gonna buy them and try them. Let's just say there's a peanut butter and jelly flavor and a puke flavor and a dirt and flavor stuff and stuff in a, between. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like fucking Harry Potter jelly yes, beans. That's exactly what I was thinking when I seen the puke one. That's yep. exactly what I thought. I'm so ready to try all this shit. And they've got a bunch of different pastries and stuff. Yeah, in there. I got a giant peanut butter cup. Right. They got all sorts of weird candy, like mm-hmm. vintage candy and mm-hmm. shit. Like awesome. Yes. That's unique. Yes. That's me making a choice. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to go to this unique place and try this unique thing. I'm not going there for a fucking burger. No. I'm not. I don't even know if they have other shit. Right. No, they got ice right. cream. I would try their ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. I want to try more of their candies and shit. Uh, I'm not going there just like, oh, I'm upset you guys don't have pizza here. Right. Exactly. Where's your taco set? Like, no. <laughs> so it, it it will never make sense to me. Like, okay, so the caper owns a place attached to a golf course. What's the menu? There's some shit for women mm-hmm. who are might be eating there while their husband's golfing. Right. And there's a bunch of shit for guys who are either in between the front nine and the back nine. Right. Like, they used to get tickets like that all the time. Mm-hmm. We call it making the turn. They just fucking, we'd ring in a fucking turn hot dog, which were all designed to be, basically could be done in like three minutes. Okay. Which is about how long it took for the golf cart to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you do that. That's perfect for them. And you got a bunch of fucking, you know, grubby food. Uh, Guys been out on the fucking course drinking all day. Right. They want some fucking, they want a burger to mop that up exactly. with. They want a cheeseburger taco. They yeah. want some crazy, you know, some yeah. shit like that. Yep. Nothing ultra high end. No. On the weekends, we, we would trot out, because me and my dad have the skills to be impressive occasionally. Uh, so on the weekends, they would trot us out and let us try some shit. Hmm. Oh, let's do a fucking, you know, seared beef tenderloin with a fucking, uh... Port wine reduction with cherries in it, and no, uh, you know, nice roasted potatoes. Yeah, because yeah. you know my dad's a cordon blue trained chef, and he trained me. You know, he's my fucking uh, Naruto Sage. <laughs> I got you, yeah, Jiraiya. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Which I know I'm destined to become a master Roshi Jiraiya one day. <laughs> Just some old. Sure. I, here's here's really what my future is gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be in some fucking diner. I'm gonna be fat again. I'm just be wearing a white fucking t-shirt. And a fucking, you know, apron, like a white apron over it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and just fucking like, smoking and shit. <laughs> fucking gray five o'clock shadow, all of that, you know, just mm-hmm. fucking constantly smell like fucking grease and, you know, syrup. I'm just going to be walking in a diner one day and there's going to be some kid who I'm going to have to like, you know, be his master Roshi. I'm going to have to train in the <laughs> arts. Yeah, in arts yeah. I'm like secretly really talented. Exactly. But yeah, uh-huh. the, the place that the caper owned attached to the golf course is not his fancy place. He owns a fancy place. Mm. That's where I got the risotto fritters from. Mm. Sorry, caper. <laughs> I swear I stole that shit 100% out of your recipe right. book. I took photos of your recipe books inside and out. I am not ashamed of that at all. That's, that's a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I can't do it better. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it the way you taught me to do it. Yeah. I'm trying to honor you. And I tell everybody, this is not my recipe. Mm-hmm. I got it from this guy. He's a fucking genius. Because yeah. he is. Because yeah. he owns fucking, Jesus, what? Three or four very successful restaurants in Kalamazoo. Nice. Well done. And one is ultra high end. Mm-hmm. One's like a, a taco joint. Mm-hmm. And one is that fucking golf course place. And would, he owns another one, too. I just can't remember what it is. I would love to try his taco joint. It was an Italian joint. That's nice. it. Yeah, yeah, He's just waiting to reopen it right now. Because mm-hmm. he's smart. Because he's got... All owners have cooks on retainer. They collect cooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So... Any good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got my dad. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, he's got a bunch of people. But he his Italian joint isn't open right now. You want to know why? Because it's labor-intensive and he doesn't have the staff for it. Right. And he's not stupid enough to open his doors when he's going to be giving out subpar products. Right. So he's just... He's eating the cost of that space all the time. I mean, he'll use it for parties uh-huh. because he's smart. Yeah. Like, oh, I got this empty space. Let me turn that into an asset. Yeah. Every weakness can be an asset mm-hmm. if you do it correctly. Yeah. You know, so he's using that as an event space. It's right next to... I mean, he almost owns an entire fucking, like... Like little block. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so good. Texas Corners in Kalamazoo. I, oh yeah. He owns yes, pretty much all of that shit. Oh shit. Bro. Yeah. He he just keeps like the little strip mall he's in. He just keeps yeah. collecting. <laughs> Every time the building Place goes up, goes, yeah. He's like, I'll take I'll one take of those that. units. Yep. <laughs> like I'll figure something out for yeah. it later. That's so good. I like I I appreciate him so much. I yeah. respect him so much. Like he at his fancy place, he ain't serving tacos. Uh huh. He ain't serving cheeseburger tacos. He ain't serving cheeseburgers and shit. Like, he ain't serving hot dogs. Right. He ain't serving fettuccine. Right. He's serving... He's got a, a vision of... You know, it's the caper, so... A very extreme tasting food. Uh-huh. Uh, he wants the pinnacle of flavor in all of those dishes. Right. At his taco joint, he wants to have some good-ass tacos. Yeah. At his Italian joint, he wants to have some good-ass Italian. Yeah. He wants to flex that side of himself a little bit. And at the golf course, that's just kind of a side moneymaker. Mm-hmm. But you, all, all the shit makes sense for it. Mm-hmm. So, you got to have a fucking plan. You got to know what you want to do. And it's got to be solving a problem. And you have to have the staff to execute that vision the way that it can be executed. Mm-hmm. And you have to build around what your limitations are. And any limitations that you can't build around... You have to turn those into opportunities. Yeah. There's always an opportunity hidden somewhere. If you don't have the staff to be open all day, then you can turn the days that you are open all day into events. You can make that a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're only open for dinner Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Oh, man, we do a whole brunch thing. Right. We do fucking... On Sunday, we do $5 mimosas. We do all of this. Like, oh, shit. You've suddenly created a demand. Hmm. This doesn't exist all the time. There's a limited quantity of it. 
I want some of that. People are just like that. Yeah. In general, yeah. if there's a small amount of something, everyone wants some of it. Yeah, exactly. They want to at least try it. So if you if you can only be open for certain times, you you're lucky. Mm-hmm. You've turned yourself into a limited commodity. Or at the very least, be open in a time slot that most places aren't. Right. Yeah. I and mean, if you can only be open at nights, be the latest place on the block. Right. Like whatever it is, you know, if you can serve alcohol late as shit, mm-hmm. and you're the only place that can, do that. Right. Like do that shit. You know? I have been to a few 4 a.m. bars around here. Absolutely. Yeah. We all have. <laughs> been good times mm. for me. Been some times. Yep. Uh, wildly different times. <laughs> but good times nonetheless. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're... If we worked at a place across the street from a hotel. Mm-hmm. Bro. <laughs> the hotel couldn't serve food because it had, like, shit happened during COVID. Oh. And they just never got the staff back to open up their restaurant portion. Right. It's like, bro, here's what you do. You walk your ass across the street and you say, hey, we'll leave you fucking whatever. 15% off coupons? Yeah. You know, if you show us your hotel key, yeah. you get 15% off. On brunch on these days. Sure. Boom! There you go. Yeah. You literally have a rotating stream of new customers coming in all the time. Very true. And if they're coming to drop their kid off at college, uh-huh. they're coming back. Yes. And they will come back for a good experience. Yes. So leave them with a good taste in their mouth, uh-huh. literally and figuratively, <laughs> and you're winning. Right. And then hook up the staff as well. Right. Because the staff will then recommend you. Because here's the thing about the staff, right? Mm-hmm. I've said, I'm sure I've said it on this podcast, but it's how I live my fucking life. Yeah. One of my improv teachers once said, people go to see a play. They don't go to see a work. Uh-huh. And that's true in any customer service industry, especially the restaurant industry. If the, if you walk in and the staff is having fun, <laughs> yeah. there's two ways to judge a restaurant on how good it is. Number one, how clean are the bathrooms? Yeah. Because if the bathrooms are nasty and they're showing you that, their kitchen's fucking awful. <laughs> Their kitchen is disgusting yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if their bathrooms are disgusting. Yeah. I fucking promise you. Because they're showing you the bathrooms, mm-hmm. but they won't show you the kitchen. No. And yeah, like I said before on this podcast, just fucking walk into a restaurant and try. See how they uh, <laughs> they feel about you just ex- examining their kitchen. Uh-huh. Fuck, when the health department walks in, it's bad enough. So, yes, you can judge a restaurant based on its bathroom and... How the staff interacts with each other. Mm. Specifically, how the staff interacts with management. Yeah. Front house or back house, doesn't matter. Sure. If they respect their management and they aren't afraid, something's, something's going well. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're doing it right. And, like, you know, just throwing them, like, a meal, you know, just not being on their ass. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just get the fuck off my ass. Let me do my thing. <laughs> Not every thing, second of the day has to be a chore. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Back in the fucking 20s when you were a dock worker, yeah, shit's hard. <laughs> There's the, even, even the richest motherfuckers on the planet didn't have lives as good as the poorest motherfuckers now have. Sure. I live better in my shitty little studio apartment working in my cook job than fucking kings did. Some of them, sure. Bro, we have internet, <laughs> television, <laughs> air conditioning, central heat, <coughs> clean water, access to food, all we want. I'm gonna say, yeah, we don't, they didn't have some of these, like, now basic life commodities, sure. But some kings really had a lot. 
I mean, fucking trade your bed in. Well, not yours, but trade an average bed today in for a fucking bed from back then? Were you sleeping on fucking wheat? Wheat, yeah. And, like, fucking pigeon feathers and shit? I mean, but some kings lived like a king. They had all the service and food at the top end of that time that they could have. Yes, I mean, certainly for the time they had comfortable lives. I'm saying yes. take away the ability to be a king. Yeah. Not you. You don't get to fucking murder people and rule armies. Right, that's and shit. what I'm saying. Right, I'm saying take away that. I'm talking purely living conditions. You want to go shit in a fucking toilet that drops your shit out of a tower onto fucking peasants? Well, I mean, yes, but <laughs> it's made out of a coal. I'm talking. You wake up in the middle of the night. All right, you get out of your fucking shitty, like, fucking paper thin bed. And you, you step onto the fucking cold cobblestone of your castle, shuffle to the fucking cold cobblestone, unseated yeah. toilet. It's just a hole. You're it just sitting hole. on a stone hole. I mean, it might be stone or wood. It's stone. Wood might be worse. And you're just fucking shitting, and it's dark, and you have a candle, and it's cold because there's no fucking heat. And just the winds howl and get through the fucking cracks. You want that? Oh, living like a king. I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying, clearly better today. Yes, yes times have changed. Clearly much better. <laughs> but yeah, don't... Like, don't. oh no, I got bit by a fucking whatever, and I have puff penis now. Like, I oh, got a fucking, you know... <laughs> leprosy? A common cold? Oh, God. Just Fair. putting motherfuckers down? Like, I'm just saying, we. I live better today than kings did back then. That's fine. Yes. And even... Fucking in the 50s, mm. I'm going to say our life is way better, you know, than fucking staticky black and white TV and fucking those, the only, the only advantage they had were those cars, those big ass boat cars. <laughs> or them sturdy and never... Reducing a quarter. <laughs> yeah. You know, that thing had some... Single boats. Those were, those were built to last because nobody fucking knew. <laughs> yeah. Like, the cars were still fucking brand new and shit. It was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you only need one. <laughs> right, exactly. They were supposed to last forever. Right. So, like, yeah, I I understand we have pretty good lives right now. But that only makes it more confusing when people treat work like it should be a fucking challenge. Right. Like, why are we treating work like work? Better shit exists. Mm-hmm. And oh, the, the inevitable argument is, well, back in my day, we did it. And I get it. Back in my day, it was harder, too, uh-huh. when we were coming up. Uh-huh. Fucking way different. Way but different. I don't wish that on the new generations. No. Here's the thing. Their lives are easier. I want their lives to keep being easier. I just want my life easier, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I want. I want to keep working just as hard as I have been when someone else comes in and gets paid just as much as I do or more and has to work less. No, fuck this shit. Look, man, anybody, I don't give a fuck who you are who's listening to this shit. I don't care. Whoever you are, <laughs> if you're one of those fucking corporate ass, bullshit, fucking stupid managers who think, well, according to the rule book, this is blah, 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 blah. You leave the world crying about 30 minute month break, and you clocked in one minute late. Blah, 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 blah. All this stupid shit, the uh, fucking by the numbers ass motherfuckers who just fucking never function in a kitchen well at all. Exactly. I hate that shit. If you, you want to. not perform at all. No, they no. really can't. You need to stay in your fucking lane, motherfucker. Uh, and it goes back to just leave the back of the house alone. Yeah. Stay off of my line. Yes. <laughs> Don't fucking come near me. Uh-oh. Like, those guys. Mm-hmm. They're always the first 
to talk about how much they love their job. Mm-hmm. Which, whatever, do you think? If you really love your job that much. But if if you're that person and... You don't have anything to do. Like, tomorrow, if you woke up and you were just uh, suddenly a billionaire, it's all legally, you just now are a billionaire. That's the reality you live in. You love your job so much, you're really just going to go in and be like, well, according to... Both of them, HR, blah, 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 blah. No, you're not. You're going to go in, you're going to take a shit on the fucking first customer table that pisses you off. You're going to walk out middle fingers held, man, like, fuck you, I'm out. That would be the... If I ever win or come into a lot of money, I ain't telling nobody. Nope. I ain't telling nobody shit. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait for somebody to piss me off. And I'm just going to unload... I'm I'm going to unload 33 years of just fucking... Anger and upset, fucking pissed off, fucking energy onto this person. Fucking throw a lot of hundreds at him and be like, I quit. I fucking quit. If if they mostly deserve it, sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody making me a little bit annoyed is one thing. I'm talking yeah. like they gotta piss me off. Yeah. Then it's like, ah, oh, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank let, you. Let it be a customer. Let a customer <laughs> say some stupid shit. Right. That that would be what I would like to do. So honestly. I've I've been in the service industry for so long. Yeah, no, for so long. I just want to go off on a customer once, just with no con- that's no the kind of money I want to have. Yeah. Zero consequences. Just like, okay, here we go. Here it is. I just fucking ah, uh, I can feel my dick getting hard thinking about it. Oh, um. <laughs> so as far as. Making a successful business. Please don't let your staff hate being at work. Listen, here's really what it boils down to. You want to own a successful restaurant? Make a restaurant that you would be happy to go to and take people to and you would be excited about. And work at. Yes. Like, create your dream restaurant. Yeah. But make it your dream. Like, make it a reality. And, like... I mean, ah, I'm trying not to just go off into a, like, a super negative yeah. tangent. Um, but have some real expectations as well. We yeah. Don't have a restaurant that that has a buffet-style buffet menu, but it's like you have like three or four cooks. Right. I mean, like we've been talking about. If you want to own a successful restaurant, ask yourself... What would what would my friends think? Mm-hmm. What would my family think? What would a food critic think? I mean, if you if you're gonna create a menu for a restaurant, create a menu that if you had to go into a food competition, you could pick three random items off of that menu and you'd feel confident. Right. Don't create a menu. Don't have anything on the menu where you have to say, "I hope they don't pick that." Yeah. I hope that's not what represents me. That should not be on your video. Get rid of it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who likes it. I don't give a fuck if Obama himself will come to your restaurant specifically because you have this one thing. One unless night. he's fucking buying everyone's dinner. Right. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Don't have that shit on the menu. Don't put anything on the menu that you wouldn't be proud to serve to anybody. Anyone yeah. you want to impress. Right. It's got to, like, that should be the shit. Mm-hmm. I should be. Blown away by it. And the whole menu should be like that. Yeah. And I know everyone out there is like, well, that sounds really, really hard to make a menu yeah, that's that good. Awesome. All those things have to be that good. No, that's the, the trick. Don't make all those things. Yeah, don't make, make everything. Make pick, good things. Right. <laughs> pick. Have the vision for what you want. 
pick a theme that you're going with, create, I don't know, 10 or 12 rock solid fucking dishes that you feel confident standing behind that you right. can just kill every every single time and then build a menu around that. Right. Whatever pieces are missing from one, fill in something else. It ain't even got to be that many items either. No. Like, just do some really rock steady stuff. Like, shit, six items. As much as I love going to buffets, yeah. I hate fucking just pages and pages of menus. <laughs> just, yeah. At a restaurant yeah. I'm going to, just a yeah, big ass fucking menu. Like, I don't know what I want. And then you keep, and then the servers keep coming back and checking on me, like, are you ready to order it? Like, no. Like, you gave me a, a book to go through. <laughs> if right? I gotta unfold the menu like a fucking map. <laughs> or if I'm like flipping through all yeah. the stages, like, no, no, I don't need all that. I mean, to me, to me, what it says is you're not confident in anything. Mm-hmm. You're not confident in jack shit you can do. Like, everything is subpar. Right. You gotta dilute it so it looks like there's, you, you give them the option rather than the quality. It's yes. quantity over quality. Yes. I want quality. Yes. I wanna be able to walk in and say, what's the best thing in your menu? All of it. All of it. Right. Everything. Everything. All right. I guess I'm gonna go with this. Yeah. <laughs> and if that blows me away, I yeah. trust you. Yeah, and then I'll try other things. I absolutely. I'll I would, continue to come back. I mean, that's the, I want. I, I want a menu. I want a restaurant that's so good that people get upset when they come there to eat because they want to try something else. But goddamn it, this is so good. Right. Oh, this, is, I, this is fantastic. I, I, I want to try the other shit, but I, I've been craving this for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I come here, I have to get this. Mm-hmm. Now let me let me bring this back to what I said in the beginning about Everburger. I went there one time, and I don't want to go back. And I know there's other stuff on the menu. There was other things on the menu as I was perusing the menu. I was like, I kind of want to try this stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a bad experience that one time. Bad enough, I don't want to go back. I mean, first impressions are everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've walked into places, and ten minutes later walked out. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going on. I don't know where anybody is. Do I see myself? Do you have to see me? Uh, I'm I'm making eye contact with people. Nobody's even really acknowledging me. Like, uh, okay. I went to a place the other day. Right around the corner from me. There was a pizza joint. Uh, I walked in. Just see a people. I see the servers, I see the bartender, I see the hostess, all this shit. Yes. Nobody's saying shit to me. Right. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, they're busy, that's fine. I, sure. That I can brush off. Right. I'm only bringing it up because it was the first of many things that upset me. Eventually, I got my pizza. I asked for a slice. I was excited because they had slices of Hawaiian. I'm like, fucking nice. dope. Uh-huh. I waited for like 30 minutes for a slice of pizza oh, from a place that is literally pizzas in the name. So oh. I'm like, god damn, I mean... I understand if they're making a new one. Right. Then just tell me that. Yeah. Hey, great choice. You're actually going to get it real fresh. Uh, and then shit's going to come out of the I mean, again, turn your fucking losses into opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. We don't have this right now. It's going to be an extra 10 minutes. Versus, hey, just so you know, we're, we're dropping some fresh shit for you. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like top notch when it comes out in about 10 minutes. Right. Is that cool? It's be nice and hot. Yeah. Like, there's two ways to sell it. Mm-hmm. You can pitch it anyway. People can be made to be happy with a bad time. Real fucking easy. Right. Would you like some uh, breadsticks half off while you wait? Yeah. yeah. How about we refresh your cocktails? Right. You need another beer? Uh-huh. You want to, hey, this is going to take a second because we're making it new. Do you want to grab an appetizer? If you're, that, like, if you're hungry, we can hook you up. Right. That's how upsells fucking work. Right. It's not that complicated. It's not. It's and, not. And, if someone, and again, read the situation. If, if, if someone comes in there with a purpose, mm-hmm. they want to fulfill that purpose. Get them in, get them out. 
don't try to upsell them. Nope. That's going to make them have a bad time. Yep. Some people want to linger. Yeah. Fucking campers, let them be campers. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely the non-linger type of person. No, I like to go in, get out, and get out of my fucking life. Yeah, Unless you have something to keep me there. Mm-hmm. If you got pool and some games and shit, sure. or whatever, you play movies, or it's good music, or just a cool vibe, mm-hmm. I'll stay. But if I'm going to eat, I'm, I'm typically very economical with my time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... I know it sounds like we might be a little bit arrogant. Like, oh, hey, we got the keys to success here. This is all you need to do, blah, blah, blah. And I understand in practice shit's harder. Right. Like, I totally get it. But, again... We do have some, some experiences under our belt. We got some experiences, and mm-hmm. prior planning prevents poor performance. Yep. You know, fucking my rule with... This is why I haven't opened my own restaurant, because my rule with money is this. To start a project, it's the firewood rule. Whenever you think you have enough, make it five times bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the rule for firewood. Yeah. So that's the rule for money for me. If I'm going to do something, like open a business, okay, I, I, all of my predictions, high end for everything, I believe this will cost $1 million to open this business, right. I need $5 million. Sure. At very least, so I got something for myself. Uh-huh. I can live off of a little bit of something. I would have said like three. I, I, I want like five times. I want as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean... Be prepared. Yeah. Be fucking... Because you don't know when the basement is going to fucking leak like a fire hydrant. exactly. You don't know when the fucking hoods aren't quite up to code. Right. You don't know when there's going to be a giant fucking barrel of grease that you can't get out of the fucking basement. (laughs) You don't know when all that shit's going to happen. And you know what? You're not going to want to do it yourself forever. Right. Right. It's not like it was back in the day where, you know, your your granddad owned this fucking soda shop and one day you'll take it over. Right. Like, it just ain't like that. No. I understand the nature of owning a business is you want to eventually not have to work forever. Right. Cool. Great. Fine. Mm -hmm. But opening a restaurant with the idea of I'm going to not have to work in a year from now is fucking stupid. Unrealistic. You have to, you have to be prepared for everything. Mm -hmm. You have to have, you have to be the one. You have to answer all the questions you got to know. I mean, if you're not culinary related, if you just want to own a restaurant and you lack those skills, then you fucking put someone in place and you empower them to do their job well. Right, exactly. If you, you don't want to... all the tools they need. Yeah. If you don't want to manage the front of the house, then you put somebody in charge of that shit. Right. If you don't want to do social media, then you put someone in charge of that shit. All those things cost money. Do you have the money to cover that? Right. What are the results you're looking for? What? How long are you willing to put up with this before you get those results? Right. All those things, you got to have the fucking answer. How much salt goes into the carrot cake? How much fucking liquor goes into this cocktail? Yeah. How much energy goes into this? What's the cost of this? Food costs are going to rise. Labor costs are going to rise. All that shit. Rent's going to rise. All that shit's going to go up. Do you know how much it's going to go up? Do you know that you have a way to address that? What's your food cost? What's your labor cost? All those things. Do you have the answer to that? If the answer is no to one of them, Mm -hmm. to any possibility, to any question that could possibly come up, Ask people. Mm-hmm. Ask people to ask you questions. Yeah. Ask novices who know nothing about the restaurant industry to ask you questions. Yeah. Because they'll think of things you won't. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to be able to answer for everything. And if you can't, and I mean to your staff, to your customers, to your family, to your investors, to who the fuck ever, you have to be able to answer. If you can't answer, you can't do it. Yeah. And you will fail, and it will bankrupt you, and it will cost a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
If you want to own a restaurant and not work in it, you need to hire someone from the front of house who can deal with... You need to have the money to well, yeah. not work. Basically. Let's assume you've got unlimited <laughs> funding and you want to open a restaurant, right? Here's how you do that. Front of house, you need someone who has a passion for alcohol, has a, a knowledge of wine, if that's on you, a knowledge of beer, wine, spirits, anything you're serving out front, no. they have to be knowledgeable about it. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to be a sommelier necessarily, but they should have some understanding of how things work. Right. And if they're going to oversee everything, then they'll oversee the bartenders. They need to implement training for the servers. How do you do this? How do you deal with a table? How do you upsell? Right. you got to go through all of that. That person has to be able to answer all of those questions. Exactly. Customer front of house related stuff has to be answered by them. In the back, you put somebody in charge who's got a culinary skill set that fulfills your vision. I want, you know, a ultra high end French fusion menu with only locally sourced products and, you know, fucking kangaroo meat and shit like that. You need to find the guy who can do that the best. And you ideally should want to work with him, test him, see what he can do. You can explore your options, whatever. But find that guy and put him in place, empower him, give him the resources he needs. And as long as he continues to prove himself, just fund and support him. And bring to him ideas, certainly, but let him filter it through his process. Right, not demand. Right. Hey, I want to do something like this. Right. Okay, cool. What What are you looking for exactly? Okay, I got it. We will, and they'll come back to you with something. Right. You can always tweak it. Yeah. They yeah. I mean, fucking ask for five, six versions. Mm-hmm. Ask all the cooks to present a version. Who cares? But empower that staff, and have them have the person in charge be able to answer all those questions. Right. Then, because we live in today's world, social media and graphic design and stuff like that, that's got to be a separate banner. Yep. But you got to find the fucking guy, not some half-ass fucking moron off the street who, who started his own. Here, he has a Wix website and yeah, has taken photos in his life. That ain't <laughs> right. the guy. Not the guy. You want the guy who's like... Who's on that shit all the time. Here's, yep. here's what I've done in the past. Here's how long it takes me to get results. Here are the results I can guarantee you. If mm-hmm. I don't deliver these results, here's what I'll do in the compensation for mm-hmm. that. You want that guy. Right. You want the guy who can answer all those questions. You want a person with a portfolio of good work. Right. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, okay, you got all your team in place, you have your vision. That vision has to fit in a very specific area, location, location, location. That vision has to fulfill a need, and that vision has to be the best that anyone in that area has access to. Ideally, the cheapest. If not the cheapest, the cheapest for the quality, certainly. Right, reasonable. And there you go. If you had an unlimited budget, that would be my roadmap to... A functional restaurant. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as long as you... I mean, if you want to have staff, pay everybody. Yeah. Pay them well. Pay them well and give them some type of job-related perks. I'll, I'll put it this way. If there was a restaurant that was advertising right now, fucking 25 bucks an hour... And, you know, no bullshit shifts. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah, I'm The only problem is I wouldn't be able to get a job because every cook in the city would be fucking there. <laughs> right. You want staff, that's how you get staff. Yeah. People will tell other cooks, hey, this is a good fucking time over here. And they pay me pretty good. Mm-hmm. Bro, come on board, man. 
cooks bring other cooks. Yeah. Every, every, cook, every cook knows <laughs> another cook. Yeah. So if they're looking, they'll find it. It's a buyer's market right now in terms of I can get a job wherever I want. I mean, and, you know, I still choose to be in the field. I haven't left. So as someone who's still here, offering you a perspective of the workers, the working man, yeah. uh, here's what I'm suggesting. Anybody who's got other suggestions, run them by us for yeah. sure. Hand them out. Yeah. But I hope, I hope somebody out there agrees or mm-hmm. thinks, you know, was interested in hearing this perspective. I'm always interested to hear other people's perspectives. Yeah, it's good to have a, a wide view of things. And like, hey, if you've been out there and you've actually opened a restaurant mm-hmm. and you've been successful, right? yo, we'd love to actually interview you. We'd love to hear that perspective and whatever advice you have to give. How close are we? Yeah. Hmm. Like, come on. Like, come on board. We'd be happy to have you as a guest. Uh, and obviously, we're still trying to get a, a server to come on board. We'll, we'll get there eventually. But in the meantime... We have this week's Would You Rather, and it's it's actually kind of on brand, I think. Okay. I didn't, I didn't plan this, but it worked out well. Would you rather have a cooking show, but the entire point is that people are going to fuck with you the whole time? Okay. Like, you're cooking for people who you want to impress. Yes. But everyone's going to be fucking with you the entire time. Is it just, like, talking in your ear? Right. Or, like, annoying shit's going to be going on? They're, like, squirting you with water guns? Sure. Whatever. Or... Would you rather be given a restaurant right now, fully whatever, staff, all the shit's in place, even though there's going to be some food there. Enough food for you to go a week. Okay. But the restaurant is clearly about one year away from closing down. For me, cooking show. Okay. That sounds a little bit more fun. Yep. Far less stressful. Yeah. And <laughs> shit. Far less stressful. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that business mind that you have. Interesting. So you assume I'm going to take... Yes. The restaurant, yes. okay. <laughs> I assume you're going to take the restaurant. That seems like the type of thing that you would do. <sighs> the cooking show sounds fun. Yeah, the cooking show sounds fun, but I wouldn't want to be... I don't want to be like the host. I'd want to be the Ryan Seacrest of the show. Uh-huh. I'm just like, hey... <laughs> Here goes the wacky show that's going on. This week's yeah. contestant is coming to us from North Carolina. <laughs> He's the head chef at Bistro 920 and. He wants to take on our challenge, to, right. you know, and I talk to him a little bit, give him uh-huh. shit or whatever, then like afterwards, like, so how do you think you did? I'd want to be that guy. No, I want to be, I want to be a contestant. I know. <laughs> I want to be a contestant so bad. I would love to be a contestant. It'd be fun. Uh-huh. But taking the restaurant, yeah, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Uh, it would be beneficial to a lot of different things. Mm. It would really depend on where it is. I mean, again, see, I can't I can't say what I would do with it because it would really depend on where it is. Yeah. Like, a concept for fucking Chicago would not work in bumfuck Missouri. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would, it would have to cater to exactly what the area needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't expand on the restaurant that I would inherit. Right. Like, if it was the, the one that we've talked about opening in the Apple State. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I inherited that place. Yeah. Or... If I inherited a place that would perfectly fulfill that role, right. and I could just transform it into that, yeah. then yeah, sure. I mean, whatever it is would require a rebrand to some extent. Right. Uh, if I think the concept works, but the execution is poor, okay, we can just revamp that. Mm-hmm. If I think the concept doesn't work, like, I mean, <laughs> fuck it. If someone gave me a ramen shop in Evanston, yeah. no. <laughs> 
No longer so do we say, oh, no. no longer would he do would be doing ramen. No, not at all. Right. Because I'm competing with ninety fucking other places. Right. In Evanston. Mm-hmm. Like very accessible places. No, I'm not competing with them. Uh so I would immediately change the concept. Right. Uh but I would love to do the show for a day. <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean straight up, if anybody out there is listening and they want to like fund a TV show, we can make that show. Like we could probably make stress it. kitchen. <laughs> it's it's it is definitely a, a a cooking show concept that I think needs to be out there instead of all this high end shit. Yes, where, like, I agree. You get everything you ever needed to make. Like no, that's not how the kitchen world really works. Here's the TV show I really want to do, and it's actually also on brand. Ironically enough, uh, I want to have. A big, empty restaurant space, okay? And each week or whatever, a contestant comes in, they have a concept for a restaurant, we turn the empty space into that restaurant overnight, we give them the, we give them staff, we have a bunch of cooks and servers and all that on retainer, they're fully trained, capable of doing any number of things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they spend a week... Going over and developing the menu and the service and all that, the whole wine list, everything, top to bottom, brand new restaurant opened up, right. and then we fill it up with customers, and we see how you do. Right. And, yeah. and then at the end, there could be a fucking GoFundMe page or something where it's like, if you want to invest in this restaurant, if you want it to you be a thing. This is a good idea type thing. That's really cool. And then, you know, there can be, the judges can also offer, like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I really support, I want, I want to buy 5% of your business, I want to fund right. this much money. Or they can say... I don't believe in this at all. I think you failed miserably. I don't want to give you anything. Girl. I don't think you deserve a restaurant. Right. This is why you opening your own restaurant wouldn't have worked. Right. This is why it could have worked. This is the things that you need to change. And you can do it, you know, uh, American Idol style. You can have mm-hmm. the Simon, who's like the fucking Marco Pierre White, mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay type. You could have the really supportive, you know, front of house Paula. Oh, yeah. And you can have just, you know, chill ass cook Randy. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah just like, hey, like, yeah. This is what I've, I've, I've got like street vendors or whatever I yeah. am type thing. You, you know, could, you know, type you can have fucking rotating guests on there. You know, hey, right. Gordon Ramsay this week, fucking mm-hmm. Mario Batali this week, uh, the, you know, the actor from The Bear, whatever, you know, like right. something to do with food, almost like RuPaul's Drag Race because they always yeah. have a rotating guest judge or whatever. Right. Like an Italian expert because right. this person wanted to open an Italian place yeah. or something like John that. John Favreau, he was yeah. in Chef, whatever, you know. That sounds terrible. Right? That'd be a fun show. Yeah, and it seems like it's a very supportive and not like we're just trying to make fun of you type thing. Right. Yeah. Like, supportive, like, let's try and help these people actually make a business. Yeah. So, like, straight up, if anybody out there is, like, can make a, a show happen, cool. Uh, reach out to us. Let's taste it at gmail.com. Let's taste it on Instagram. YouTube channel, let's taste it. Twitch, let's taste it. No, not Twitch. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> What's the other one? Twitter? No. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. All you all gotta stop naming shit with T's. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Instagram. How is Titstagram not a thing? Titstagram? Just Are you Instagram sure? for tits. <laughs> Are you sure it's not? I'm positive that's not a thing. <laughs> I would know about it. <laughs> oh. And then you have, I guess you have to have Chef Chat after that. Chef Chat? <laughs> stop. Yeah, that's okay. All right, that's a great place to end this week, man. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I hope this was insightful. I hope great. this was fun. This is fun. If you like hanging out with us, check out the rest of our, our podcast episodes. I had fun. Yeah, I had fun too. 
that's what the restaurant industry should be about. Exactly. Having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this has been Kitchen Open Late, but the kitchen is now closed, so get the fuck out. Peace. <laughs>